people who are on the podcast are from Girls Eye. <laughs> uh, my name is Thera As you know, I'm your host. I'm going to let Dom introduce herself a little bit more, um, let you guys know like what she does and who she is quickly. So go ahead, Dom. Kick it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Dominique Dom, uh, as most people call me. I am a small black business owner, um, co-owner of Mantra Hair Company, uh, Instagram at Mantra Hair Co. Yes, this is my plug. Um, like it, girl. Check it out. We are a community of women, black women who love and appreciate their hair in every state. Um, So we uh, specialize in wigs and weaves as protective styles for your hair. We care about your hair health. Um, And new products are coming soon. So please follow us. Please keep in touch with us. Join our community because we send out healthy hair tips as well. So awesome. You gave them where to follow at? You gave them the Instagram? At Mantra Hair Co. That's at M A N T R A. Hair Co. Co. On Instagram, that has all of the rest of our handles: Twitter, Facebook, and our website. So, perfect. Yes, please support Black businesses, especially right now. So that is my plug. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna move right along into our first segment, just because we have a we have our main topic is really big, and I put it up on Instagram. I ask people for questions that we can talk about and I got so many that <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to touch on them all, but we're going to try our hardest, but we're going to try to move along as, as much as we can, whatever we can't touch, we'll try to touch it on another episode. So our first segment is called I see you sis, um, basically shouting out a woman or a women that is motivating you or inspiring you at the moment. Um, I'm going to start off. And my I see you sis shout out is to my sorority sister and chapter sister, Alexis Johnson. Her Instagram is at Alexis, A-L-E-X-I-S dot J. And then she has three underscores after it. I want to shout her out because she's a reporter for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And she was covering all the stuff that was going on with the protests with George Floyd and just, <laughs> just, just everything that's going on in this current moment. And she happened to put up a tweet. Now, let me put the disclaimer that this girl is freaking hilarious. Like, she's just funny in general. So she put up a tweet on her page, basically talking about the looting. And she put up, um, like, kind of how people were saying, like, these looters have no respect. They're crazy. Look at all the damage they did. And then she said, oops, my bad. This is from a Kenny Chesney concert. 
And it was like pictures of a Chesney Kesney concert. But if you wouldn't know, you would think it's from the looting. And she right. was just basically trying to make a point. Like, you know, when it's black people, it's called looting. It's called you're being reckless or violent. But white people do this shit at country concerts or whatever. And no one says anything about that. You know what I'm saying? So she was just trying to, like, make a point but keep it funny. Anyways, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette felt that she was being biased. And they took her off from um, anything related to the protest or anything related to Black Lives Matter. Are you serious? Yeah, they completely disbanded her from doing that. So she's not allowed to report on anything that's related to that. Um... But then I guess it got even worse because her coworkers felt like it was extremely unfair. They felt like she wasn't being biased at all. So mm-hmm. they started tweeting. They basically started tweeting what she tweeted and no one else got in trouble for it. Mm. And then it got even more worse because they ended up finding out that apparently another black reporter that was on the staff got um, told he couldn't uh, cover the protest either. Yeah, it's very oh, sketchy. Like, it's very weird. Yeah, it's very like this is pretty evident that you guys are doing this on purpose. So she's been actually raising it's not even been her. I guess it's just people seeing what has happened in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. She was trending like two days ago on Twitter. Like everybody's just like, I stand with Alexis J. They feel like what is being done to her is unfair. Um, and they've just been escalating it more and more. So then the other day she was on MSNBC, like it's just growing and growing and growing. So I just want to give her a shout out because she's been actually doing this with grace. Like she hasn't really said a lot of bad things about the post Gazette. Um, Mm -hmm. she's been keeping it very professional when people have come to reach out to her. She's been sending them to the right people. So she's been following protocol and still standing within her rights. So I just think it's awesome that she is not shutting up about it. Like she is making sure like, nah, y'all going to reinstate me or I'm going to go elsewhere. So that was just my shout out. Just letting you know, I see you sis. So there we go. <laughs> I think that's super dope. And I stand yeah. by her. I will go. I haven't been on like Twitter for real in the past couple of days, but I'm going to go and check it out and, and do what I can to support because yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. I'm, I, I, I will go on, but I I know. <laughs> like, it's blatant. Like, you I'm can a, tell it's so- blatant. I'm not going to say it because I know we on a <laughs> podcast, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And it's just like, okay. But, um, yeah, if you go to her, her Twitter, I think, is Alexis J Reports. And she's, like, certified on there now and everything. This has just been in the span of days. Wow. So, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, go on there, check her out, and see if you can support her as well. But, all right, your turn, Dom. Who is I? You're, I see you, sis. So my I see you, sis, I don't know this little girl's name. And I've literally been doing the research to find this little girl's name. And I cannot find her name. But she's circulating all over the internet. And she's been for the past few days um, a little um, girl who is protesting out in the streets of New York. And you've probably seen a video of her. She's so tiny and so adorable. And she is like, no justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. And she's like screaming but it's like so much power and so much emotion behind her that she's like, she motivates the hell out of me. Like yeah. just seeing her being out there doing it. Like you were talking about just people speaking up. I know sometimes as people who feel like they're young, don't feel like they have a voice or feel like they can do anything to speak up. I believe this girl is like, she can't be any more than like eight years old. She can't be any more than eight years old. Wow. Out there, um, out there protesting. I'll send it to you. I'll send okay. the video to you. But um, there was a... um 
a photographer out there who captured her by video. Um, a young black photographer that captured her by video that's out there just in the streets protesting. Um, a lot of people, like, it was a little controversial because a lot of people felt like, oh, my God, she's so young. She shouldn't even be having to be dealing with this. But we know as black people, like, you don't get an age, <laughs> you know, no. you don't get an age where you get to censor yourself from certain things that are going on. You don't get an age where, you know, you get to be shielded from what the world has, unfortunately. But to see her being out there and speaking up, it was like motivating as hell. Because I know people who are our age who are scared to go outside and protest. Yeah. Who uh, are afraid to speak up about different things in different areas and different platforms. And to see that little girl so young and so fearless, it was so dope. Like, I just, that's my ICU sis. And I'm so upset that I cannot find out her name. And I'm pretty sure her parents are like protecting her. But right. still, like, <laughs> I just want to be like, that little girl, like, I love her. Your little girl's amazing, man. <laughs> Shout out to the parents. Y'all doing a great yeah, job. <laughs> y'all are y'all doing great. Listen to my kids to y'all when I have them. Right, because I ain't taking care of them. Y'all need to do that for me, okay? Right. I'm trying to party. But yeah, anyways, though, that is uh, both of our CU sis to wrap that up. Um, and I think we should drink on that. So, Dom, let them know what you're drinking. She told me it sounded delicious. So I think y'all should hear what she's drinking on today. Yes, so I like whiskey. I'm a brown drinker, and I am drinking um, some old Irish whiskey with ginger ale and a splash of grenadine because I'm a lady. So, <laughs> just a splash, just a little splash, just to give it a little color. Okay, all right. <laughs> now, me, I, 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 I feel like I'm a lady, but I drink like a man, unfortunately. <laughs> But I think it's also just the fact that I did not prepare. I thought I had tequila left from the last episode, but me and Nigel drink like fishes. So I'm over here drinking Evan Williams. He is not a friend of mine, but that's all I had. So we're going to make it work um, today. <laughs> Pray for me because I'm over here already sweating. Okay. It's okay. He's going to be nice to you. I, I hope so. Shoot. Because goodness gracious. All right, so we're going to move on to the next segment. I always say this is one of my favorite segments because this is usually where we get to drink in depending on what my guests want to share and don't want to share. Um, so it's called I Plead the Fifth. Um, if you guys haven't listened to an episode before, it's basically like Never Have I Ever, except with this, um, like I'll ask it in Never Have I Ever format and Dom can either choose to tell us that she did and if she does do that, she has to tell us what happened. If she doesn't want to do that, she can plead the fifth, but she has to drink. So, all right, let's get this started. Because I came up with some new ones because I was recycling my old ones. So I got some new ones. All right. Okay. Um, never have I ever stalked my significant other's ex on social media. Your, wait, my significant other's ex. Yeah, like whoever you're with at the time, their ex. At the time, their ex on social media. Probably a long time ago. So, yeah, I will say yes. <laughs> like, when I was young. Like, mm -hmm. younger. When I was younger. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever, like, stalked somebody who, like, you were interested in? Maybe they you weren't with them yet. But you were, like, interested in them and you wanted to see, like, what they were up to. Like, maybe I was talking and you wanted to see, like, what they were up to. They were up to? Yeah. Yeah. I would look on their page. Not really, like looking at other people's pages but look on their page like to see if they had posted somebody see if they like scrolled down see if they had you know a lady in their right, life or, right. or a baby mom you know somebody, somebody that they be hiding those they be hiding the baby mom <laughs> that they're hiding but yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i have not recently not at all but okay yes in the past of course because i look i'm newsy 
That's how I, I am. And I'm not going to lie. I'm newsy. And I will probably make up a whole story by looking at your Instagram. <laughs> so it's probably not best for me to go look. But I, I used to go look. Instagram. Fake, that was probably Facebook days more than okay. anything. How newsy are you? Because my newsiness <laughs> level is like I'll end up at your very first post on the very bottom of the Instagram page. Like I'm trying to see it all. Interesting it gets. Like okay. if I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. He played ball. He played a game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. This Yo, like- <laughs> men's social media is so boring. Like unless you're just like the light-skinned dude who likes to take pictures of his tattoos and all that other shit. It's just so like basic so shit it's so predictable like maybe a couple pictures of his mom like listen i think we'll get into that when we talk about people's who people post on social media right, later right, right. Like, i'm not gonna say who this person is but it's somebody that i know that recently is a guy recently he's gotten a waterproof phone and all he posts <laughs> is like him putting the phone in like water's water type of thing so it'll be like a river and he'll put the phone in and it'll be a picture of it what? or like a cup and he'll put the it's very it's it's different i guess it's different than the normal his merchandise work yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i guess he's trying to sell the i don't know shout out shout out to him okay does he, like does he post the link of like the waterproof thing that he got like check out this no i don't even think he puts any captions or maybe i think one of the captions i think I don't think he puts any captions. I can't remember, but I just know like it's very like nature esque, but it's strange. Anyways, um, I would probably, but the thing is, see that I would probably keep scrolling. Like, really? <laughs> you want to see how far he takes it? Like what types of bodies of water is he putting? In? He got me. Whoever he is, I'm, I'm. I will say it is intriguing because I'm just like, how did he? get there like how did he because it's like sometimes i'm wondering like is he on the side of a ledge or is he actually in the river putting his phone in so that i'll give him that that that's a level of creativity that gets me intrigued i think he got both of us then just there (laughs) dude i'm about to follow (laughs) afterwards and i'll follow (laughs) all right next one is Never have I ever kissed more than one person in 24 hours. I'm not gonna. Yes, I have. And you, I was like, you played in the fifth because she grabbed the jinx. So I was like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> like, mm, no, <laughs> I have. So, what happened? Um, and you don't have to give any names or nothing like that, but you can, you know, I won't, I won't give any names, but I was in high, well, I was in high school. And I went to prom with someone who I wasn't dating at the time, but I had a boyfriend. Okay. And I did. I kissed my boyfriend that day, like, reassurance. Like, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go to prom, and I'm going to have a great time. Like, you could chill. And (laughs) you could relax. I'm going to be great. And then later on that night, like, I hung out with my prom date after everybody left prom. And I ended up kissing him. Later on. So I believe that, yes, that was in the same okay. state of 24 hours. But I see, I can see That's how that happened. Because it's yeah. not like you meant it, for that to happen. No, I didn't. I didn't mean for it to happen, but it happened. So. I, why didn't your, why couldn't your boyfriend come to prom? Oh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that 
was a whole other complicated situation. The crazy thing is, so I already secured, I had already secured a prom date before I started dating this guy. Like, oh well, that makes sense. He about was to new. He was a, like a brand new, like straight up, like two week ago boyfriend. But like prom, you know, prom is set. Oh, homie had his suit already. He had his vest <laughs> exactly. together, vest to match your dress. Yeah, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> hey, I had the shoes and all that set. Okay, I understand. <laughs> All right, next one is never have I ever re-gifted a gift. Period. Like anybody's gift? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Did they notice? Um no, because when I re-gift, it's an art to re-gifting. Y'all can't be re-gifting stuff within the same circles of people. Like there's an art. There's an <laughs> you break art. it down, Dom, because I need to learn what's because, the art. Okay. There's an art of regifting. Like if I, so if somebody gave me something in my like immediate circle of friends, I'm not going to take that gift and give it to somebody that's still in that same immediate circle of friends. Like now that's doing the most. And that's showing that you really don't care like about what some, like something somebody gave you. Like we've been in the same immediate group of friends and like, like we do like Pollyanna's and things like that or like yeah. gift, like gift giving things. And somebody be like, Oh, I like that. Oh, Oh, she gave you that in blue. I like that in black, but we'll have that discussion in front of each other. Like let's swap it out. Cause I like yours better than I like mine, or whatever have you. But when you regift, I don't think you should regift in the same circles, cause that's just disrespectful. You shouldn't do it. I don't know. If you ever seen that episode of The Office? I think it was Dwight. I think he has something. No, am I talking about the? I, I probably I feel like that happened on The Office, but I also remember happening on Old School, um, the movie Old School. The movie. Pharaoh. He like he got a toaster <laughs> oven from Vince Vaughn for his wedding, and then he gave yes. it to Vince Vaughn's son as a gift. Re gift in the like in the same first off, don't re gift in the same household. You know, that's that's drunk. Like don't re gift in the same household. And then at the same time, don't re gift in like your same circles. Like things I've re gifted are from people who don't really know like things I've had to re gift are from people who don't know me very well. Okay. Like older people at church that just wanna like give you gifts and stuff like that and have no clue what you like. And so like I re gift that to like my aunt or somebody who would like like it or appreciate it. So that makes sense. <laughs> have you ever like wrapped it up again or you just been like oh this is something somebody gave me or was or did you ever be like i was thinking of you but it really was just a gift you got no i'm not i don't lie and say <laughs> no that's taking it too far but like i, I will have like re, like held it and be like oh i can give this to somebody or like if i don't think about it or it's like last minute and i forgot to get somebody a gift and i'm like oh crap oh i got that whatever in my closet and let me grab it because it still has the tags. I haven't touched it. I haven't mm-hmm. done anything with it. Let me go get a pretty box or something to put it in. And I'll give it to such and such. Like, because they'll appreciate it. And then sometimes I'm just like, hey, somebody gave me this. And I don't like it. Do you want it? Okay. You're so honest. I'm not going to hold y'all. I've give, I've re gifted gift cards before. <laughs> just been like, here's a gift card. Or like, just certain days I'm just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not with this. I'm going to just give it away. <laughs> <laughs> this this isn't me but thanks but that is freaking funny okay that is funny next one is never have i ever had anal sex i have i tried and i didn't like it (laughs) everyone says they well not everyone but a lot of people say they don't like did you only do once though i only tried yeah i only tried it once and you was just like hell to the no like yeah, like, I just didn't, I was just like, oh, no, that's not it. Because the crazy thing is, at that point in my life, I knew people who, like, really enjoyed it. And I wasn't, 
Like before that, I was around people who was just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, you're not gonna like that. And then I met some people who were like, no, I really enjoy it. Now, and I was let's like, talk about that. Let's talk about it because I agree <laughs> with you. Why do people like make it seem like you about to have the best time of your life with that shit? Because I, I know plenty so. of people who just be like, it's the best. She'll love it, and I just be like, okay, sure. And it's like, um, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Like I think you have to give it a couple tries. I think before it gets there. But people make it seem like it's about to be like one good try, and you're about to have the time of your life. Exactly. People really act like it's it's like going to be legit on your first time. And the first time I was like, nah, nope. We're, this is not even. How does how do you even get to the pleasure? Like, <laughs> how do you even get there? <laughs> Literally, it was oh my god! Not, I did not. And then I'm thinking, like maybe, like I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the, well, no, one person I know that really enjoyed it personally. I know in discussion with her. I don't know personally that her man doesn't have a small penis, but I know in discussion with her that her man doesn't have a small penis. And then I was thinking that maybe that's how people enjoyed it because like they had people around with smaller penises. Maybe that's true. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Yeah, because I mean, there's no way you're fitting a big ass penis in that. Just like off the strength, and then it's just gonna be like party time. Like, no, right. no, 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 We're gonna have to rethink this. We're gonna have to have a plan. <laughs> We're gonna have to get some That's some some supplies. Do things, you know, pre activities. That's make- what I'm saying. We're gonna have to really, really make an outline of this because we gotta figure this out beforehand. One of my friends, I was cracking up because she said she's never done it, but she said it happened by accident. I guess they were having, um, he was hitting her from the back. But she said he had slipped and I guess hit her in that spot. And she was like, yo, I blacked out. I was like, <laughs> she was like, I blacked out. And that was enough for me. I didn't even need to want to try it again. She was like, it was like never again. Yeah. Well, that was the accident. I didn't count the accident time. But okay. the accident, I didn't think they counted. But yeah, I like super, like Superman across the bed. Like I remember when I told my friends about this, I was like Soldier Boy, like straight, you, across, like like not even joking, like what? no, Mm-mm. what the? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I think it's an acquired taste. I mean, I think a lot of things sexually is just an acquired taste. Like you know, some people will enjoy it, some people won't. Um, but I do think people need to. Let let it be okay if you don't enjoy it. I think some people just be like, you didn't enjoy that? Oh, you must not been doing it right. You must not been doing this. And I'm just like, maybe that's just, I don't I don't think it's that pleasurable from the beginning. I think you really got to give it a couple tries. Right. And then I think it's also like, how, how important is it to your partner too? Like, right. Yeah. Like I, the conversation after was just like, like you really like, is this something that you really need to do? <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, if you really need to do it, then we'll go through the proper channels to make this happen the right way. But, right. like, if, if you cool with not, like, then let's just. <laughs> we tried it. Thanks. On to the next. Because, <laughs> like, people who want to do it or, like, they like that's a thing for them. Like, yeah, I guess you, you would have to make a sacrifice or, like, you know, compromise or do something about it. But if he's just like, nah, you know, I'm just doing it because that shit is fun, too. Like, okay, well, <laughs> we'll be right. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you was going to let me. Like, come on now. <laughs> cut the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Don't All get right. hooked, ladies. Stand strong. Yeah, stand <laughs> strong. If you're not interested. And don't... I will also say, don't... I don't know. I was going to say, don't watch pornos. Because I feel like pornos make it seem like it's about to be the time of your life, too. And that's yeah. just not how it goes. Like, Yeah. 
I don't yeah. think pornos are realistic to a certain extent. I think pornos are more like fantasy type thing. Like if you want to take it up a notch, you check yourself a porno out. It'll show you a couple things. But as far as like what it's going to be, you might need and to ask. And know well in advance what they're about to do. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that needs to happen to make that more, you know, easier. I don't want to say anything. Just like everything that I'm about to say. Just say it. I'm about to say, I'm looking at you like, I know what you're saying. I'm going to help them glide into it. Right. I didn't want to say that, but. Glide on to it. <laughs> I'll get sliding in the fucking booty hole. Like, shoot. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. I let you relax. Oh God. All right. I got two more and then we're going to move on. So the next one is never have I ever skipped out on a bill. So like at a restaurant or something. No. I'm okay. So let me tell you. I'll try like. My my joke with people is like I'll try anything once, but like certain things I'm lying about. Like I will not try everything <laughs> once. And skipping out on a bill is not it. I'm not the skipper out on the bill person. I can't steal anything because the minute somebody stops me, I'm I'm snitching. I can't. I like <laughs> I can't. like somebody can he hold did. the door and be like, um, excuse me, miss. Like you dropped your <laughs> like you dropped your keys, and I'd be like, oh my god, I did it. <laughs> Stop pulling out the phone, pulling up her friends' pictures. These was the culprits. No, I'm not going to my friends. I'm going to just be like, here, here's my card. I, I'm so sorry. Are oh, you going to pay for it? You're a stand-up friend, okay? You are a stand-up. You're going to take it on the chin. I like that. I will, but then when I get in the car, I'm going to be like, listen here, what happened was, so y'all could cash at me. Yeah, I'll hope you did not. The bill was, <laughs> But... Yeah, I've always the crazy thing is I've, I've wanted to like young as when I was younger for like the adrenaline rush. Right, this was my thing. I've always wanted to, but not 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 to bring up fat jokes or anything like that. But I feel like you have to have a certain um, type of physical health and strength and stamina <laughs> to, <laughs> to run out on a bill. And you know, I've always been a little bit bigger in size, and I have I haven't always been able to run at that quick of a pace. And I feel like I would end up being the one getting caught, and it just wouldn't be fun for me. So I've just never, I've never decided to do that. You got to want it. <laughs> yeah, you got to be about it. Like you got to, I think you got to train beforehand. You got to like know your exits, you know, you got to have, you got to have a getaway car, I think. Let me tell you really quick story because I know we can't get too caught on tangents. Me and Nigel went to Applebee's. Don't judge us for going to Applebee's. You know, I mean, it is what it is. People be talking shit about Applebee's, but we fuck with it. For the uh, apps after, I think it's like midnight or some shit like that. Anyways. On times at Applebee's are delicious. They're the bomb. And it's cheap. You leave your bills like $10 and you don't have four apps. Don't sleep on Applebee's. So we went to Applebee's and all of a sudden we just seen like all these kids running out. And then we saw the Applebee's employees running out. And we're like, what is going on? And we just seen this um, car just skirt off. And we're like, did they just run out on the bill? And the Applebee's employees was about that life. And they ran after the car, but they eventually came back in and the people did run out on the bill. And that was the first time I ever seen like a car waiting for like, you know, them to oh, get in and jump in. getaway car ready. I thought that was such a great idea because they got away with it. That's crazy. But I thought it was such an amazing idea. I said, this is, I was trying to take notes. Like if I ever in my thirties decide to skip out on a bill. <laughs> but you think like if you had that whole full plane, you would do it at Applebee's? Like, cause I mean, it depends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what my finances looking like. You know what I'm saying? But if you get caught, you have enough to pay the bill. 
Right, there you go. Not just that if you right, get quality, right. you should have enough to pay the bill. That's true. Because if you do it like a Del Frisco's, then you fucking up your reputation at reputation at Del Frisco's. And not that many out there, you know. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you want to kind of keep it classy in them type of environments. But at Applebee's, you know, I, I, I feel like you can disrespect them. They'd be all right. So, yeah. I think I would do that. All right. Last question is, never have I ever had to take a walk of shame. Yes, I've been to college. <laughs> Don't I feel like lie. If you have been to college, college, that's a rite of passage. You've been to college, it's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. If you didn't take a walk of shame. Don't lie. I don't care who you are out there. Don't lie. Yes. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, I know you've woken up and been like, fuck. Like after a party too. And you've been like, how the fuck did I end up here? <laughs> like. A walk of shame is really a rite of passage because on the way back from your walk of shame, you would see other people returning from the walk of shame and it was like the silent nod. Like, I see you, girl. Like, they know. <laughs> I see you, Yeah, I see you, sis. You had a good night too, huh? <laughs> I hope you have rest of a good day. That, that is very true. It would be funny because sometimes I will wake up early and um, unfortunately, I've never, I've never did a walk of, sh- I've never did a walk of shame in college. Um, I didn't get to live out my, I guess my, my full potential at college in that aspect, but I would see people who did do the walk of shame. And I mean, I ain't see nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Some, some of them would be like really rough though. Like they'd be missing a shoe, but a lot of times it'd be like the white girls and I'd be like, yeah, they yeah would be like rough. they would take a little they bit would... over. It'd be very rough. Like overboard. Like, what did you do? Did y'all fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, coming from the frat parties and stuff, you just be like, I'm really confused right now. Like, the Jaeger must have been flowing because shorty, shoot. But, all right, we're going to wrap that up. Thank you, Dom. You were a great sport. We didn't even drink not once. All my guests are like, I guess they bought it. Once they hear an episode, they know what it is. And they're like, listen, I'm going to be open because I guess that's what makes a good podcast episode. (laughs) You didn't didn't ask me anything that was like, ooh. (laughs) I try to keep it neutral. Like, I'm... You know, also, guys, if you have any, like, questions that you do want me to ask, send them to me. Because I do make these up on my own. And, obviously, I guess my mind is only limited to a certain extent. So, if y'all have some, like, really get-in-there questions, send them to me and I'll ask them. Um, But, yeah, that was good. But we are going to take a shot just to move on to the next segment. Okay. Wasn't ready. There we go. I wasn't ready. Okay, moving on to the third segment called What's Trending or Whatever. Uh, Usually I have about three topics for this, but like I said, we have so much more to talk about. I shortened it as much as I could. So first topic, and this is all about current events. I just want to ask Dom's opinion on these. Uh, First topic is how do you feel about Nancy Pelosi wearing the kente cloth stole? Did you see that? I did see that. Okay. And I, why? Like, that's my, <laughs> my first, like, when I first saw the picture, it was like, just why? Like, a lot of, 
like, and I won't, I really won't get too far on my soapbox today, I promise. But like a lot of these companies, a lot of these people, a lot of these organizations, government officials and things like that are really trying to do this like heavy overcompensation. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to wear kente to show you appreciate us. You don't have to do that. Nobody asked you to do that. Like the, I think one of the things that made it like a funnier moment for me was I saw somebody post on Twitter. I did see somebody post this on Twitter and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> they look like an Imhotep graduation. <laughs> no, I know what Imhotep, gra- <laughs> Imhotep graduations look oh like. God. Or like any Imhotep ceremony. If you know anybody that ever wins Imhotep. Twitter shout is the, Imhotep. yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> Twitter, first of all, is the goal when it comes to these jokes because the way I, I seen one that said, it had her picture on it and it said, I too want the shackles off my feet. <laughs> lost it so I just wanted to throw that out there but go ahead Dom I'm sorry but yeah so like I'm happy for the light moments of it but I really feel like bottom line you don't have to do all this extra stuff to like cause wearing you could wear kente all day it's people who could wear put on a kente and still call us niggas at the end of the day mm-hmm. like there's like there's a fine line between showing that you're in solidarity with something and just like overdoing it. And now you're just overdoing it. And you're showing how out of touch you are mm-hmm. by putting on this kente. Because if you really had black people in front of you, real black people, not black people who are pandering or black people who are, um, you know, trying to remove themselves from the black experience all the time and not being present in that in that aspect, like you wouldn't have to do all that. Mm-hmm. You really wouldn't have to do all that. So the kente, who, who in the room? Like, y'all didn't have nobody in the room that just said, you know what, not to do that. <laughs> like, and that shows me what representation that you don't have. Because right. the right black person in the room would have been like, nah, everybody take all this shit off. Everybody, take it off. Right. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? Right. It looks a mess and it just, ugh. It just, ah. No. <laughs> agree i think i think one of the biggest issues too because they were saying like it was appropriation and i did agree with that and i think a big issue is you know no offense to the white folks that are trying to be allies there are some good white folks out there we obviously know there's a lot that aren't but they are and they're really trying to help and you know do what they can and i understand that nancy pelosi was just trying to um she was just trying to help you know i get that but i think what sometimes why people forget is like, you got to do your research. You got to see what certain things mean and you got to know your place. And I think they forget that it's like some stuff just is not for you. You yeah. don't even know what meaning is behind the Kente cloth. You don't even like, do you really know what it means to wear that? Like, are you even honorable in wearing that? Like, is, is that something for you? And I think it sucks that you just feel like it's okay for me to wear it so I can make a point. Like, right. No. There's you black know? people that don't wear kente because they don't, you know, they're not fully involved with the origin of it, and yeah. they don't, they don't feel they don't feel that they're honored enough to wear it, or they don't feel educated enough to to put that on and, and wear that on a specific basis. There's people who take the time out to do their research and do it. And bottom line is, if you didn't, then that shows once again that you're not like trying to dig deeper and find exactly. anything more. And that's what I felt like. I felt like it was like that. Like, it was kind of like you said, I'm going to put this on and it's going to prove to you that I'm with the Black Lives Matter even more. But it's like a kente cloth is not going to prove to me that you're doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to take multiple actions for me to fully 
believe you and to fully feel like you're doing that and you putting that on it's kind of like a slap in the face a little bit like yeah. like or like is it a joke to you like do you not understand that that's not for you to wear you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so it's just like i don't know and then like i don't know what happened behind the scenes like you said maybe there wasn't a black person there to tell her like this ain't it Shorty, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Or maybe there was, and maybe they egged her on. Like, it's okay, you can do it because you down. You part of the cookout. Like, you don't really know what happened. But I think as part of, like, politics, and as public as that is, yeah, you need to be a little bit more careful. Like, you just do. And there's no excuse for it at that point. Fact, like, celebrities and things to have PR people to be like, yo, that's yeah. not it. I know for a fact that these government officials have the same people, if not higher paid, to tell them when to and when to not say, do, speak, post, right. anything. Like, and I just feel like it was one of those last minute gestures. Like, I really feel like somebody was like, ooh, ooh, you want to know what make this picture better? Hold on. I got the kente. Like, <laughs> Let's take this up a notch and put the kente right on you. Put Let's it, take it, it up one more level, sis. They really going to love this. That's like they going to love it. Really, the blacks are really going to enjoy this one. Like, no, no, no. And we did not. They we did not. Did not. Did not. So it's just like, I, I just, I really implore, I really implore white people and just people in general, not just white people, because there are people of color who are ignorant too. And I feel yeah. like I really implore you to please do your research and please think twice and please ask people, like, just, like, just, just take a second. Like, I understand that you want to make sure that it's known on what side you're on. I get it. But just take a breather and really, like, Understand what you're doing before you do it. And that's not just with the Black Lives Matter um, that's movement. It's with anything. Like, take that's a second. Do any other research before you got up and started talking about yeah. something. Hey, pick me to talk about this. Or, hey, pick me to speak out about this. You would do your research. Yeah. Or say anything if you ain't know nothing. Yeah, because it's a touchy subject. And you got to be careful on what you're saying, how you're moving. It's, it's just, just take your time to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, hire a competent person to do so. Like, don't nobody got time for that shit, okay? People are over it. Your kente cloth is not making anyone feel any better about what's going on. So, all right. That's all I have to say. You got anything else to say, Dom, about that? <laughs> like, listen, listen. This is my, this is my advice. To white people, non-black people, people of color out there who are not educated when you think about think about doing something just don't just don't until you are certain and then like we we would have we would avoid all of this people who want to speak out and say things just don't until you know you're ready because on the other side of that what i'm also tired of is the people backtracking their statements with these apologies Mm -hmm. because you said what you said and you meant what you said when you said it Mm -hmm. so that's a whole nother thing. But I said <laughs> what I said. <laughs> and you meant what you said when you said it. If not, you shouldn't have said it at all. So yep. just don't until you're ready. Yep. That's all. Period. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my second up topic is my last topic for this segment is I'm going to talk about B. Simone. So did you see Dom is just like, hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to let y'all know what happened with B. Simone really quickly. <laughs> so, okay. So, I personally would have to say I really appreciated B. Simone when she was trying to get to a million dollars. B. Simone is basically, I want to say like an influencer. I guess that's how she started out on Instagram. She was an influencer. She was a comedian making like the funny videos that a lot of people make. 
Um, she's gotten a lot of fame from that. She's like on Wild and Out, and I think she got like her own show at one point in time and stuff with it and that type of stuff. So, um, I never was initially a fan of her because she's just like too loud for me, and I have this thing with like super loud things. Like if it's just like I can't listen, like it's just I can't with just loud shit. And I feel like she was always a little bit too loud for me. But she did have her funny videos, so whatever. And I respected her hustle. Then I noticed she was trying to become a millionaire, and I really liked, at least from what she was showing us, what she was doing to get there. So I started following her, and I'm like, oh, I respect this girl's hustle, her grind. She's doing her thing. Then stuff just started going downhill after she became a millionaire. Like it's just like I feel like she hit the millionaire mark, and then it was just like. I don't know what happened, but it just went and left. Um, so as of recently, she had made a video um, talking about who she, what she wants in a man. And I'll play the video for you guys so we can be on there. Hold on. That's can I just the say? cleanup video. Mm-hmm. There's another one where she did with Nick Cannon that she was talking crazy on. Okay. Yeah. That's the cleanup one. This is, this is the cleanup one on her Instagram? That's the one she cleaned up. So I shouldn't play it then? I mean, you can, but I'm just letting you know that's not the one that people were That's asking. not the one that's that was the one, that people, the were one people were initially reacting to. The one people were initially reacting to is Nick Cannon is interviewing her. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. Well, I'll play this one so you guys can get an understanding of what we're talking about. And then I have Dom because she knows more than I do. Let, <laughs> like, say what was going on with the Nick Cannon one, and then we'll talk a little bit more on it. So ho- hopefully it's not too loud. Okay. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I got to keep hitting watch. So that's the end of that. All right. So you and Nigel put me. Oh, shoot. Let me turn this off. Sorry. So you and Nigel tell me, what was she doing with Nick Cannon? Go ahead, Dom. You go ahead. Oh. Yeah. So basically on Nick Cannon's, I yes, like Nigel said, there was a bit of a clean up, cleaned up version. But Nick Cannon was asking her some questions and they were talking about her manifesting a man or whatever have you. And just like most women, when you ask them what they want in a man, they start running you off a list. And part of her list was, I don't want no nine to five guy. 
And Nick's question was back to her, like, you don't want a nine to five. Like, what's wrong with a man with an honest job or something to that effect? And, you know, they went back and forth in the conversation. And I remember clearly Nick saying to her, oh, so you want somebody with CEO status? And she was like, yeah. And then she went into the whole entrepreneurs. can under If I date another entrepreneur, he can understand my life. What boggled my mind was that CEOs are people with nine to five jobs. A lot of the times you could be a CEO with a nine to five or a whatever your work schedule is as the CEO of that company. <laughs> and it may not be a company that you own. You might just be the CEO. You might be the chief executive officer with a board of people above you that yeah. own the company. So that doesn't automatically make you, you know, that doesn't automatically make you an entrepreneur or someone who is going out on their own business venture. But the bottom line of her message, which was received by everybody who actually watched it, was that she was above a man with a nine to five. She was above a man with a regular job because an entrepreneur would understand her lifestyle better. An entrepreneur would understand why she's up at 3 a.m. working on whatever she's working on, working on her next lip gloss release or whatever it is that she's planning on selling. An entrepreneur would understand that. What makes it different in her video was when she started talking about the different type of entrepreneurs. And she was like, you could be a rapper. You could be like a rapper that's not even like a top rapper. But let you mm-hmm. let you come across mm-hmm. a nigga that's trying to sell you a mixtape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish people could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> she, did the, she did the, hmm, yeah, all right. <laughs> let, you, let you come across him and see if that makes a difference between the guy with the nine to five that's earning six figures because with his nine to five, because that's possible. Like, I don't know why people make it seem like a nine to five is put in a box. Like every nine to five is that you have to work at Wendy's and I'm not putting down anybody that works at Wendy's, but that's just my example. Mm -hmm. But it just, it it just was, it was really sloppy. And from somebody who you watched be so humble Mm -hmm. and I, and I can understand why you would want to follow her after that, because a lot of people had that same opinion of yours of like, Oh my God, she's so loud. I enjoyed the, I sometimes I enjoy nonsense. And she was somebody who I enjoyed before while and out, like with the baby boy and whatever mm-hmm. else she was doing and all that stuff like that. It was, it was cute. It was funny to look at every once in a while. But then you get to a certain point and now you, after that, all that humility you gave us about wanting to support you and getting to a million dollars. And I thought that was amazing. Like, I really, really like admired that her journey of trying to get to a million dollars and just being honest and transparent with people about what your goals are so that people could support you was dope. But then you get to the point where now you make your little first million and now you want to tell people that they can't have a nine to five. Mm. Yeah, no, I felt the same way. I think (laughs) what people don't seem to understand is honestly, I know a million sounds like a lot, but it ain't that much in the grand scheme of things, depending on what you spend your money on and your lifestyle. So yeah, yeah you might have a million dollars, but there's celebrities out there who go through a million in like a day, like depending on what they're into or what they do or, or the type of cars they buy or whatever. There's plenty of people who have been at the top and gone bankrupt. Like you'll see, yeah. I, you'll see people who was like, Oh, they had all this money as a celebrity and now they ain't got shit. Or like there was a basketball player. Um, Nigel had showed me one time. I think he, which, I, which was terrible to see. Like he was like this top notch basketball player. And then somebody saw him, um, on drugs and he was strung out, had no money, was on like a corner. And it's he just talk, like, uh, who I don't was know that? His name. That was, was Devontae West. Yeah. Him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
I think, like you said, it's it's weird that it's like you had all this humility going into getting that million dollars and now you have it. And I feel like it kind of disappeared. So now I feel like, was it even genuine? Like what you were showing us, was it genuine? Was it real? Are you really like this? Or was it just so people can buy into it and get you to that goal that you had? And right. it's just like a lot of people were even pointing out, like you're coming at people who have nine to fives, even if she's saying that's not what she's doing. But she is like she says she feels like she's above somebody who has a nine to five so you're coming at these people but these are the people buying your book buying your lip glosses these are the people that got you to the million dollars without them would you be a millionaire you know what i'm saying without their support would you be at this point and did you want somebody to want to be interested in you when you were working on nine to five or whatever you did before that knew- part yeah like whatever you did before that because people also tend to forget, like you said, when the shoe was on the other foot and if somebody were to come to you and be like, nah, I ain't fooling with you because she's at one point in time, she said she had like $45 in her pocket and was sleeping on the floor. So like if they came to you and was like, I can't be with no shorty. I don't even got an air mattress at least because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm on CEO level. How would that make you feel? So mm-hmm. it's just like. I just, I felt like it was just crazy of her to even, even from the video, I thought it was just like a lot because I felt like it was a lie. Like you said, when she started ringing off, you could be a drug dealer. Who? I mean, I mean, if you want to be a drug dealer, that's fine. Some people like that lifestyle, but me personally, I'm not trying to do that. That's just not me. I'm not, (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to be the John that you be in jail all the time or like we sit in the house eating cookies and they just barge in and now what the fuck? Like, I'm not trying to do that. And I understand that everyone has the different things that they like. But that's not a a goal, I guess, from somebody who is like, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a millionaire. Why would it be a goal to be with a drug dealer? In my mind. Yeah. I could be wrong. You know, everyone's different. But in my mind, if you're a millionaire, why? It's like, yeah, you could be a drug dealer. Or like you said, you could be a D-list rapper. Huh? Because then you start getting into that weird mix of like, is he with her for her money? Because he's not making what she's making, but he's an entrepreneur. Like that shit is dumb. I just feel like that's really dumb. And I think that also limits you because you could meet, like you could have somebody that's the love of your life, but because they're not an entrepreneur, they're not for you because they can't understand your lifestyle. I think anybody who's going to be in your life is going to understand and push you toward those goals. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. That's period. Thank you. (laughs) So that shit was just weird to me. Like, it's just like, I I get having like your list of what you want and your non-negotiables. That's normal. We get it. But to just feel like, oh, you can't find somebody who's going to understand your lifestyle because not an entrepreneur. That's, that's just, I think that's just strange. And there's groups for that. Make some friends, make some entrepreneur friends that will understand you. And then your man is going to be something completely different. Like you don't, he don't have to be entrepreneur to understand what you're going through. And I just think, I don't know. I didn't agree. I did not agree with B. Simone on that. And I just feel like she needs to chill because she's been in a lot of hot water. Yeah. And I feel like she's another pe- another person. What did I say earlier? Just don't. Just like, don't. No one's asking for it. That's the thing, no too. One's asking, no, one's no one's asking, asking for, for this shit. I mean, Nick and her were in a discussion, but you didn't even have to go that far. Just say, hey, I, I would appreciate to have somebody in my life that's on the same level as me, if that's how you feel. I would appreciate that. Yeah. I, yeah. God bless Beast Moon. Okay. I hope she, <laughs> you know, brings it on back to town. I'm not really, like I said, I'm not really too sure how genuine she is. I'm very big on like genuine people. Like if I'm going to follow you and I'm going to be into what you're doing, I will a hundred percent more invest in you. If I feel like you're a genuine person right. and you, you know, 
are are doing this with a purpose, not doing this, telling us one thing and then doing another. Like, don't nobody got time for that. You can scam somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that. All right, all right. We done wrapped that up. Now we're going to get into the good stuff, Dom. Hey. We're going to get... <laughs> All right, so um, I had put a post up on Instagram. I asked if anybody was interested in being on the podcast. I had so many people reach out to the point that I think I have somebody every, um, like, just about every week until the middle of July. So thank you to everyone who volunteered. Um, And Dom was one of the first ones who reached out to me. I'm super excited that she volunteered because she brought up a topic that we haven't talked about yet, and that is breakups. So she had um, revealed to me that she is single and I kind of just wanted to talk about it from her point of view first. Um, so you guys can kind of get to know a little bit more about her situation, kind of see if you can relate a little bit. And then I also did ask people questions on Instagram of like what we can talk about in general in reference to breakups. And we'll see if we get to it depending on how we get through the questions. If we don't, like I said, we'll talk about it on another episode. So first question, Dom, is... How long were you and your ex together? Uh, five years. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. <laughs> five years. Sheesh. Okay, so I wanted to give the context of her and her ex were together for five years. Um, I guess, so you had told us you were broken up. So I did want to ask you, what do you think is the hardest thing to get over in a breakup? Oh, the hardest thing to get over in a breakup? Well, I guess, it, okay, We, me and C were kind of having a discussion before we started right, recording. Yeah. But, like, we talked about every relationship is different. Every dynamic of every relationship is different. Every impact of every relationship that you have is different. And I think, um, overall, the outside of that, everybody, when you're with somebody for a long time, will, one, miss the companionship, of course. Because you're used to having that person. No matter how much time you did spend or didn't spend together or how close you were, what what things you did, you miss companionship, one. Um, the second thing that I think that I missed the most was just, like, having that connection with somebody that, outside of the companionship, just having that connection with somebody that I felt like I was completely compatible with. Like, mm-hmm. on the same page, even when we weren't on the same page, like, butting heads about things, just on the same page about, like, the things that we thought. Um, like on the same team yeah on the same team Mm -hmm. like we were on the same team and I you know that's one another hard thing about breaking up is that when you have somebody on your team and then depending on how serious the relationship was because mine was a long-term relationship feeling like you had somebody that you were about to spend the rest of your life with and then you don't have them anymore that's like oh what (laughs) that's good that's good because I would to me I would think that like thinking it was one thing and it's like, wait, how did we end up here? Like, I thought it was going to be this, and now we're here. And it's like, I guess, like, that going, like, you know how we o- women overthink. And it's just, like, just going through that in your head thinking, like, was I mistaken? Was there stuff I didn't see? Like, you know, why did I think it was one thing, but it wasn't? So I think it would be, like, that. Like, yeah, the thinking, yeah. like, this is somebody I'm going to be with forever. And it not being that, at least for the moment, you just wonder, like, what the heck went wrong? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thinking a lot about what what went wrong. The when you sit there and kind of think of like what the heck did I do? Like that whole series of just like emotions that you go through. Like what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. 
you know, because a lot of things when you when you grow in a relationship, you get out of just pointing the finger at somebody else and what they did for mm-hmm. them it not to be like for your relationship to be over. When I reflected on this relationship, it was a lot about, yes, I understand, you know, areas in which he could have been better as well. But I'm looking at myself because the relationships are they're growing pain, they're growing experience. They're supposed to change you, elevate you. If they don't, then you probably shouldn't be in the first place. But like, Tell them. Um, <laughs> they let them know. <laughs> But, like, looking at myself to say, what could I have done different? What In what ways could I have, you know, whatever the problem may have been for us to break up in, in my instance? In what ways could I have been more supportive? In what ways could I have shown more that I didn't show? In what ways could I have not been so nonchalant about life or whatever? Yeah. Like, you know, you look at you look at yourself. It's, it's definitely... And I think that's what's hard is because people don't want to look at themselves. And I think that's what makes, really, like, the whole breakup thing harder because it makes you look at yourself and be like yo what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think i think that's a problem in general like even if you break up with like whether you break up with your significant other let's say you have like a a breakup within like a friendship or something i think a lot of times people don't look at themselves everyone is always quick to point the finger at the other person well i can tell you what this person did and they did this and they did that and that's easy that's super easy you know what i'm saying you probably been holding that shit in your backpack the whole time just <laughs> waiting to release it like on some fucking pokemon shit but like you said after a while that point in the finger still doesn't fix that turmoil you're feeling and you are you're faced to be like okay why am i so uncomfortable why don't i feel better if it wasn't me why do i feel this way and you you right, because if you left a relationship knowing completely somebody else, you will walk out that thing like, right, you know, right. walk away from the explosion right. when they just blew something up. Like yeah. you walk out like, like super confident. Right. Okay, that's that's really good. All right, yeah. my next question is: What do you think has been the biggest adjustment for you to being single? Personally, <laughs> my wanting to get to know people. Like I don't, I'm. I don't want to say that I'm, I'm a, I'm, you know me, you know me since high school. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I'm a very nice person. I'm open and I'm friendly, but I'm genuinely disinterested. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I meant that shit. <laughs> I am genuinely disinterested and not, not because I'm looking for somebody to come with like some extra pizzazz. It's just that in learning and getting to know new people, it's a lot of just like people putting on what they think you like because they don't know you yet instead of just trying to take the effort to get to know you. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what annoys me about now being single and having to get to know people all over again mm-hmm. is that instead of just taking the time to just be like, not even like, hey, what do you like? What's your favorite color? Because I don't want the what's your favorite color conversations. I don't. That's what's stupid. Your zodiac sign? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what's your favorite food? Look it up. I told you my birthday was in December. <laughs> what? But like, but like at the same time, just like opening up yourself to get to know people again, mm-hmm. like and really being open to it. Because it was a lot of times that I said I was like, I'm ready. I'm gonna be out here. Yes, single. Boom. It's time come to me. Come on. <laughs> Bring, Bring on. it on. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, it's like you don't even. You, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not ready. So yeah, I like, yeah, being genuinely disinterested is a, is, it's something I'm working on and getting out of my comfort zone. I think I've, I've relaxed a little mm-hmm. on the genuine disinterest and like let people in a little bit more, but it's, it's a, it's a two-parter because now that I'm open, I really expect people to come and like really want to get to know me. If you don't really want to get to know me, I'm not here for you to just like do what you think I like mm-hmm. or do what you think that impresses me. 
Because that's what I'm singing loud here. And I feel like I'm too old for that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So based off of that, like, are you interested in dating? Or, like, have you dated and been like, maybe this is not for me at the moment. I'm going to just stick to myself. Like, Well, yeah. So I've I've attempted dating. I've, okay, of course. You know, when people break up, they go to what's convenient. Because, mm-hmm. hey, it's convenient. Duh. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that. That's a safe space for me. Not to say that are I'm a boy. Are like, hitting they- up, like, past booze? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got to clarify. I'm like, you end up the past booze? I'm like, you, you up? What you doing? <laughs> hey, it's right. been five years. What's going on? <laughs> no, you hit up somebody. That's the thing. You hit up somebody that you know is with it. Like... Okay, um, okay, she's dropping gems five. here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even have to explain to you that it's been five years. Listen, I'm single now. You've been waiting for me to be single. <laughs> What's up? Like, you still single out here? Hey. But, like, not, like, knowing that you're not serious or not taking any of that serious, just to do something to, like, get your mind off of what's going on. Don't lie. Everybody does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Everybody does it. So, and you know, after that and like genuinely trying to get to know people, I was lying to myself saying that I was ready and I was not. I was absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I didn't deal with the shit I needed to deal with. So mm-hmm. I was trying to move on real heavy just to say I moved on. And then especially when, you, when you're when you in a point where you're, you know, your previous significant other, your ex or whatever, like they, they've moved on mm-hmm. or you think they moved on. So now you feel like you got to. Do the same, yeah, like you got kind of the same thing in the same vein like I didn't move on as quickly but I felt like I needed to be like hey, I'll yo. show you I'm better without you please what <laughs> you knew who you was when you met me right. you knew who I was when you met me listen I, I'm having lined up but like no <laughs> totally I will happen. say rebounds are healthy though like but I guess rebounds aren't necessarily you moving on it's kind of just like I'm single now and I'm just trying to either get the ass or get spend some time with somebody, but we're not serious. You know, it's not anything serious. It's just your rebound. Yeah. Rebounds are healthy. It happens. It happens. It does happen. I think it gets, it gets weird when people take them a little too seriously, They do, but it gets, and you, and then some people forget that it's a rebound, but, Mm -hmm. and then you're stuck or whatever, wherever you are. But like, yeah, the hard, the hardest part is I think that I'm, I'm, I'm much more comfortable now because I've taken the time now to, like, chill and just be by myself. Okay. And I've never, I've never had that problem before with being by myself. Like mm-hmm. I've never, I like I'm not a relationship jumper at all. Mm-hmm. Like I've been single for long periods of time and been like, okay, cool, what's up? Hit my girls up. Like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you free? Like, let's go or go places by myself. I don't have issues doing that, but. And being honest about going out and dating, like, you really got to say to yourself, like, am I really ready to date or have I dealt with what I, what I needed to deal with? Because when you're not, it shows. Right, And right. Then people, you treat people bad. And I feel bad. Like, mm-hmm. I had to treat him like that. But, hey, well, <laughs> like, it happened. But now I'm tired of treating people like that. So, because okay. literally at one point I was out and, like, talking to people and dating and I was just like, you know, I'm not really interested in making this serious because if my ex calls tomorrow, I'm going to go back. So I don't even want you to get that excited. Like, I would say that to people. And I'm like, you don't say that to nobody. Oh, <laughs> like, man. <laughs> you don't say that to anybody. Like, I mean, if you're still down, then fine, whatever. But, like, that's on you. Right, right. I'm just letting you know, like, if you call tomorrow and say, let's go, I'm going to be like, well, I got to. Later. 
So segueing off of what you were saying, I had somebody who sent me a question on Instagram. Okay. And it was talking about backsliding. Because <laughs> you were saying like, you know, you were telling people like, if my ex hit me up, I'm out. So in reference to black, backsliding, she, I know I said backsliding, in reference to backsliding, <laughs> um, she asked how many times is, this, is it acceptable to go back? So what do you think? I think if you have to ask, then you need to stop going. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, I laughed so hard when I saw that one earlier. Like, if you have to ask, then it's, it's you got to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, being in a relationship and breaking up, depending on whatever reason that you broke up, and making a conscious decision to go back or, you know, I would, like, I was telling the guy, like, at the time, I was telling the guy that I was specifically saying it to at that time. Like, if he called tomorrow, like, <laughs> I, just, I, gotta... I really want to know. Was it like he, what was happening, Dom? Like, was he, like, saying, like, he wanted to be with you? Or, like, was he you was just, like. He was talking, like, relationship progression. Okay, 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 okay. And I was okay. just, like. I'm You're gonna being be honest. honest. Yeah, like, okay. I'm not. I thought you was just flat out being, like, <laughs> if y'all hooked up and you just getting up out the bed, like, let me tell you one <laughs> thing. <laughs> If my ex calls back, I'm going back. Like, I thought she was me. You was fucking flipping the coat out, the coattails after you left, putting your bag on your shoulder. Let me tell you one thing. My ex calls, I'm the fuck out of here. No, no. <laughs> so now I get it. You were just being honest. Like, just trying to spare feelings. Honest, like, okay. You no, know, like, you know, you have conversations with, like, and some people ask these questions early on in a relationship. Some, I mean, not in a relationship. They they ask early on in, like, getting to know somebody. Some people ask later on when they realize they really like you. Like, just in, like, you know, where do you stand about, like, are you trying to date, like, soon? Are you, like, are you interested in somebody long-term? And I was just like, hey, all right, slow down. I just got back out here. <laughs> Relax. But, like, <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was genuinely being honest. And backsliding, like, Backsliding, like backsliding. I've backslid in ways that were terrible, or like sometimes when you backslide, it it interferes with the advancement of what could have been better. Like Mm -hmm. if you just like if you give anything space and time is which I'm learning, which is like a hard lesson to learn. But if you give anything space and time, it'll show you what's what's valuable or what people find valuable Mm -hmm. in it. So like if you have to constantly keep doing the back and forth and nobody's serious about anything that's going on, then it's not worth it. Right. It's not worth it. Whatever time or whatever amount of time that is. And especially I laughed because when I saw that earlier, I was like, whoever this person is, and I, I'm not trying to play you, but like whoever this person is, if you have to ask, hun, don't go back anymore. Just <laughs> don't do it. Okay. <laughs> don't Next do time, it. rethink it. Just be like, Next, uh, just, just don't. Right. That's that. That's the recurring theme that we have going on right now. Listen, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> if it's worth it and both parties are making an effort to say, hey, this is something I want to do and I want to work on it. And you feel like you're at that place to do so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But if you haven't done the work in between, that's going to fix whatever you guys had going on. Don't. Mm-hmm. You. It's okay to not be ready. Right. Right. I agree. I think. I think, I want to say, I think it's okay to go back. I definitely do think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will shame you. Be like, oh, you're going back to him after, or going back to her after what happened, blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, 
don't worry about what other people are going to say. If you want to yep. go back with that person, you do your thing. It's all about your happiness. And you know more than anybody else what the relationship is like. Exactly. So, you know, the people who are telling you whatever they think, they're only hearing it from your end. And a lot of times people will only hear from us when it's the bad stuff. They don't normally hear the good stuff. And right. just because they care about you, they're going to be like, well, remember they did this, they did that. And they're going to feel how they feel. So, you know, if you want to go back, you go ahead and you, you do your thing. Um, I think, I think the issue is what Dom said. I agree is that, you know, if this person says, if there's like a lot of issues that haven't been dealt with when y'all were in a relationship, so y'all separated and then you go back and the issues are still happening, you know, they haven't changed or you haven't changed and y'all are still button heads and it's still unhealthy. It's kind of like, what's the point? You know, exactly. like, what is the need to go back if you're still at point A? Like, you went to point B and now you're, you just backtracked it. You're back in point A. So exactly. it's kind of like, in, in life, no one wants to, you want to progress. You want to move forward. You want to keep things going up and up and up. There's no need to go down. Like, what's the point of that? So mm-hmm. I agree. I think if you go back into it and nothing's changed, you're still finding yourself in the same way or in the same unhealthy cycle, then... I think you need to, I, I just think you need to cut it out. I would say maybe people need a number. I would say, I think three is the charm. I think by the second time, you know, you know how they be like second time. What's that, that say where they be like, yeah, fool me, me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool, yeah. Like fool me, fool me thrice, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm a little on. <laughs> <laughs> he always talking about George, George, the stuff George Bush said. That's a good one. But, you know, like, it's kind of like, you, you can always get somebody a second chance, and maybe at that second chance, they weren't fully ready, but they missed you and you missed them. Cool. But if you get to the third chance, three strikes, you're fucking out. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. Like, we tried it three times, and it's just not working. So I think after three, I think you're just setting yourself up for failure. The same bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, if, it, if it's continuing to happen, and happen, then it's just... That's what it's going to be. I don't know what else you're thinking you're going to get out of it. Like doing the same thing is insanity at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, huh? So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think it's fine. I definitely think it's fine to backslide, but I think at a certain point you have to kind of figure out what you want for yourself and what you want out of a relationship. And if it's not aligning, you got to let it go. No matter how hard it is, you just got to let it go. And you got to fully understand that you gave it your all. You tried your hardest. You gave it three fucking chances. <laughs> and it's just not adding up. And that's okay. It's you know? okay. So, yeah, that was my comment on the whole backslide thing and how many times it's acceptable. And, I mean, if you want to fucking backslide ten times, you go right ahead. But Some professional be... fighters out there. And yeah. They like, they make it a game. Like, I'm about to go back to Right. Because some people okay. like that toxic shit. And if that <laughs> is you, by all means. But my whole thing with that is, if you want to be toxic and that's what it is, please don't come to me complaining about it. Because yeah. after a certain point in time, I'm not even going to be listening to you. I really have nothing to say. I've given you all of my information and you still are doing what you want to do. So do what you want to do. But don't be complaining about it because you already fucking know what it is. Exactly. So why are we here? Like, and we've all been that friend to annoy our friends. Yeah. So you that friend yeah. Your friend with the back and forth. Just don't save save everybody the trouble and do what you're gonna do. Seriously, like if you if your guy or girl is cheating on you a hundred times and you still want to be with them regardless of the cheating, okay, that's fine. Just don't tell me. 
I won't even have to know. If they nope. cheat on you multiple times, unless it's like getting around town or whatever, it's none of my <laughs> business unless you make it my business. So exactly. go about go about your business. <laughs> Do your thing. That's not my situation. It's yours. Hitting the Jordan Woods, but she was like, I don't want that situation. That's your situation. Your situation. And that's cool. Keep it over there. So that's my thoughts on backsliding. I totally agree with Dom on that. Um, I did want to ask you, do you think you're fully open to love or do you have some reservations now? Like, do you know how some people are just like, I can't trust anyone? Or like, like, or do you think you're like fully open? Like you think you're like, whatever comes, comes. I'm open to love and I'm open to whatever comes, comes, but it has taken some time. Okay. And not that I didn't trust people, but I just had to allow myself to love somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. I'm even loving somebody for a really long time. Like, you just have to give yourself the opportunity to open up and give yourself the availability to love somebody else if and when that comes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think now, but it's not like something that happens tomorrow. Some people have trust issues. And like we said earlier, it depends on why your relationship ended or how your relationship ended. If it was something that really, really, you know, was a big trust issue for you. Yeah. It's going to be hard to come back from that, especially if you had a deep relationship with that person and they screwed you over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to be looking at everybody with the side eye, like, duh. <laughs> yeah. There comes, there comes to a point where you got to be able to open yourself up if you want to. And then, so, cause some people are stuck. Mm-hmm. I was stuck for a little while. I'm not going to lie. But you get to a point where you're like, listen, I either got to move on or open myself up to something else or open myself to love again, because people don't understand that you even have to open yourself up to love again if somebody's going to come back into your life. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't be sitting there with that same mentality if somebody's going to come back. Like, you gave the example of somebody cheating on you or whatever. Like, if you decide to backslide or take them back, you got to open yourself up to that in order for it not to be an unhealthy environment again, you have to open yourself up to the fact that you're able to trust them now. Because if you don't, it's really no sense in going back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. You got to be able to forgive. And I think that's what some people tend to forget. Like, if you are going to take someone back, I feel like you should do it on a clean slate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you're taking somebody back, but we're still holding on to, like, everything that happened before, and you're resenting them for all that shit, it's not going to work. It's just not. You're holding on to things and it's going to come back out, especially when you're angry and Mm -hmm. you're going to be saying some crazy shit and then they say some crazy shit. And then it was like, what was the point of all of this? So I think if you feel like whatever this person has done to you, you can't simply forgive, you can't get past, then I think that's a clear indicator of maybe we're not meant to be together at this time. Because eventually you can grow out of that. Like you can be a person who doesn't forgive now. And then maybe five years from now, you've, you've worked on yourself. You learn how to forgive and you still want to be with this person and you can do that. But if you cannot do that at the moment, don't force yourself to, cause it's literally going to come out. It's all being honest with yourself. Yeah. A lot of people try to force themselves back into something when they're not being honest with themselves about how they feel about it. And then it comes, like you said, it comes right back out. Mm Mm-hmm. It shows itself. And they do that a lot, like you said, because of that companionship that they miss. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm alone. Like, you, And that's tough to go from, oh, I was with somebody for all this time. I knew if I went home, I had someone there. You know what I'm saying? We, we went on dates. We did this. We did that. And then to go from this, like, oh, it's just me. Eventually, you do be like, damn, I miss having that person on my team. So you go back. And I think that's that's a sucky reason to go back. I do think that. I think don't go back because you're lonely. 
Don't do that. Like, don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that because you need a companion or you're lonely. No. Take your time and try to stick it out as much as you can because whoever's meant for you is going to come to you, whether it's mm-hmm. them. Maybe they'll come back and maybe they'll be what you needed them to be before, but don't do it before they're ready or you're ready. Like, take take a second. Don't let loneliness be why you go back into a bad situation. Like, just don't let that be it. Um, I wanted to ask you, what do you think will be your non-negotiables in a relationship going forward? Like, stuff you just will not put up with. And I wanted to ask this because I had somebody who had reached out to me who told me that their partner specifically was really into social media mm-hmm. and was like, if you don't post me, something's wrong here. And oh. they were really controlling in that aspect of being like, <laughs> you need to be flaunting our relationship or I feel like you don't care about me. And she mm-hmm. was like, that's a non-negotiable for, non-negotiable for me. I will never, ever deal with that again. So what's something that you feel like you'll be like, I'm good. I experienced it. I don't need to do that again. Well, like one of my non, like, non-negotiables is someone who can't communicate. Like I'm a big communicator. Okay. So like if you can't come to me and communicate or you feel like you can't communicate, then that's just like, what are we, what are we doing? Cause mm-hmm. a relationship is all about being able to communicate and talk to somebody like, exchange feelings, thoughts, whatever, back and forth, even when you may not agree mm-hmm. and being able to come to a common space, even when you don't agree. So um, the lack of communication, I would never, I always say I won't date anybody that doesn't have their own friends. Mm. Go ahead, speak on it. Cause I have some thoughts on that, but go ahead, speak on it. Like you got to have your own friends and something else to do outside of me. Like, I don't want to be your only friend because that that brings in the area of like controlling and, you know, people you be around if you don't have a solid friend group or whatever have you. I have solid friends. So I have stuff to do and I have a life outside of you mm-hmm. and you have a life outside of me. We can come together and kind of talk about what happened when we weren't together. And that gives us, you know, another that's another form of a bond that we have there that we can spend time away from each other, but still be able to come back and be like yo, this is what I did. Like, I don't want, I never want to be that girlfriend that's like, oh, you going out with the guys again? Like, you mm-hmm. you going out with your friends, not me today? Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, go, enjoy your friends, have fun. I enjoyed that about my last relationship is that I was able to go do and he was able to go do and we were able to come back. But I've been in relationships before where, like, niggas didn't have their own friends. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what do you, that's weird to me. And I always say that to people. And people always think I'm joking. Like, pay attention. When you meet a guy out and he's by himself, like, he don't have no friends. Like, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> like, where are your friends, bro? Like, not even, like, even one person go out with their best friend and get a drink. Or, like, you know, mm-hmm. if you meet somebody who just happens to be alone, but you constantly see that person, like, by themselves and they don't have their own friends or nothing to do outside of it, they don't have nothing else to focus on but you. Mm-hmm. And that gets real wild. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're relying on you for everything. Like, they're relying on you for, like, their fun. They're relying on you for their happiness. They're relying on you for literally everything. Like, so that's that's a lot for someone to carry. Especially yeah. if, like you said, if you're a person who has friends and you want to go out and they just like, you going out again? You going out without me? And sometimes you don't want to go out with your significant other all the time. Like, sometimes you want to just be with the boys or you want to just be with the girls because right. you want to do, like, your own ratchet shit and you want to feel like yourself, you know? Like, yourself without that person because you're an individual at the end of the day. Right. You know? Like, you, you're, not, you're not a couple all the time. And I think sometimes people don't, 
understand that and let their relationships breathe. And that was yeah. me. When I was when I first got with Nigel, I can say that was really me. Like I was clinging on, like <laughs> pause was in, like, where are you going? I'm going with you. And then it had to get to a point where it's like, no, like I have to give it some space. I have to give it some breathing room. You got to allow people to miss you. You know, like you can't be underneath each other all the time. Like some relationships work that way. I've seen them work. And I personally be like, that's fucking crazy. Like I will, I'll be like, I will judge them and be like, that's fucking crazy. Like (laughs) they go to work, they go to work together. They drop each other off. They go to the the grocery store together. They do this together. together. I'm like, hold on. Not see each other. Yeah. That hold on. Because now you become super codependent and God forbid I don't work out. Who are you after? You're not with that person. Now that's a whole nother challenge. You got to figure your whole stuff out again. And the people you diss, you got to make new friends. Cause sometimes your friends be like, fuck you. You know, like you dissed me and you just want to come on back now. Cause you're alone. We're not doing that over here. So I think, I, I think people need to understand that it's fine to, I guess, love one another to the point that you want to be with each other, you know, spend time, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be with one another for the relationship to mean something like all the goddamn time. Like you got to right. breathe. Right. You got to be your own self. Like no one wants, and especially no one wants somebody who is like, Oh, how, how, what did you do today? You can't even ask them what they did today. Cause they did what you, you did. Were with you all day. You were with me all day. Don't ask me what I did all day. You were here. Like, like all, don't like, ask me what, what I ate. Fuck? Cause you made it. Don't yeah. ask me. <laughs> you made that dirty ass casserole again. I hate that shit. <laughs> Like, come on. So I I think they was they was a great point to put out. All right. My last question as far as for your personal experience before we get to the general topics from Instagram is when it comes to your next bay, and this was a question I put on there, I think like two days ago, and people was giving me crazy freaking funny answers. <laughs> when it comes to your next bay, do you think you'll be posting them on social media? Okay, so I know me, and it took me a really long time in my last relationship to post him on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And even still, five years, I can't even tell you if there's more than five pictures Okay, of him on my Instagram. But, like, I don't, like, I don't, I wouldn't do it immediately. Like, I, I'm all about when I feel like I should do something. And when I decided to do it back then, it was like, because I'm, oh, let me just post my man today. Surprise mm-hmm. the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just drop something on the timeline real quick. Drop right. the and mic. people who even knew me were like, yo, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I feel like it's all when you, like, when you feel like it's okay. Like, I laughed because I did see when you posted that the other day. And yo, I, they were going in. They were like, when I'm married, when, when I'm, I'm engaged, married, you'll never up. know. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all for, like, I'm, I'm not, like, a... I am a very open person, but I'm also private about my relationships. Mm -hmm. So, like, you'll never, like, in the time span of me being single, you never knew I was, like, talking to somebody or, like, if I was seeing, like, you would never know that. Mm -hmm. You never see anybody. And if you thought you saw somebody, if you see somebody, it's not ever somebody that I'm dealing with. It's, like, one of my (laughs) close guy friends or, like, a cousin or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you, you'd never see it. So, will I be posting them? I, it depends. I think it it depends for me. It depends on how serious it gets. It won't be like I meet a new bae tomorrow and be like, oh my God, he is so fine. I want everybody to see. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't care. You know what annoys me with that shit though? With the people who post somebody and it's just like they neck, they they knuckle. No, like, I just won't post at all. Toe. Like, like, no, just don't. 
tired of that shit. Don't put that. I don't want to care. I don't care. I hated the people who used to post and put like the emojis over people's faces. That shit too. Just don't post at all. Like don't. many people did that with their babies too. Like just post and put. Just don't push your baby. <laughs> just don't do it. You know, because I feel like sometimes, I guess I, to me, I find it weird because I guess you're in that middle stage of like I want people to know that I have somebody but I don't want them to know who but it, I feel like it should be either or it should be like either you want to keep it private or you want to let the world know you know what I'm saying and this yeah. is like what's the point of hiding them because then at that point you're kind of like what do they got a secret life do they got a baby somewhere nobody know <laughs> like what like why what, do that to come to you as a woman right. <laughs> right. so it's just like okay we get it and then some people I understand they'll do it just to kind of do like a shock factor like oh boom I just want to throw this out on there okay cool I, I see the game you're playing I'm with it you know eyes <laughs> emoji who that but after a while like the one girl my one girl she sent me a message she said her cousin keeps posting her dude's neck and at this point <laughs> she said it's nothing but his neck and she said at this point she want to tell him like we don't care like the fucking um Stephen H on we yes. don't care, don't care. <laughs> like either post them or don't but we tired of seeing his fucking neck she said she don't even know if it's the same neck or not That's you should post like different body parts and it could be like a puzzle right but it's a- <laughs> like operation you know, like this is the arm right here it's the eye <laughs> He's gonna piece them together like a puzzle. Okay, who is this guy? I yeah, like I yeah, either post them or don't. Right. And also, don't feel obligated. You know what I'm don't saying? Obligated because my thing is, if, when I when I was in a relationship and I wasn't posting anybody, if somebody slid in my DMs, I'd be happy to tell you I had a boyfriend. Yeah, like it wasn't like it wasn't like it was a privacy a privacy on that end thing. Like I don't want these niggas to know that I'm not single no more. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was really the thing of like, why do you need like? I'm spending my time and the memories that I spend and the things that I do, like I was enjoying them where I was enjoying them at. And like, sometimes I might want you to see where I was at or what I was doing. Cause maybe we were on vacation somewhere. Or like maybe we were traveling and I was like, Oh, boom. I want you to see this pretty little background, but also see my man. Cause look. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, like, nah, nah. But I like, I laugh because people who I know people who like, I know people who are married and you don't see their significant others, but I know them personally and mm-hmm. I know their significant others and they spend all the time in the world with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and their husbands or whoever, and you never like see them on their Instagram. And yeah. that's fine. It's up. To, it's, it's really what's up to you. Like yeah. what you want to do. Me but don't are like pick that. one. Yeah. Like I feel like I do, I do post them, but it's just like, it's not like an every week thing. Not a, like, it's just not like a quota. Like I got to make sure I'm posting my man or whatever. Like he's on there and he don't like, I'm on his and it's like, like there's other stuff going on on the Instagram too. So I just, I think people put too much um, emphasis on the social media, but that's all about validation and shit. And that's another yeah, topic that's for another, another day. Another day. <laughs> for another day. All right. So we're going to move right along. Because we are at an hour and 25 minutes now. But I did want to hit some of these topics. Okay. So I got a lot of questions from people. I think I'm still getting them. But I'm just going to try to touch on as many of the ones that I did get already. Um, So one of the questions was, do you think a breakup can be looked at as a failure or a success? I think both. Right. I, I really think both. Because, like I said, in any in any healthy relationship, you learn, you grow. So it's a success because anybody that comes into your life is supposed to teach you something. Like, I know that sounds really cliche, but they're supposed to teach you something. 
whether it's about life or about yourself, and you're supposed to learn and grow. So that's a success because you wouldn't have that if you never had it. But sometimes, yeah, it's a failure because people mess up. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> people mess up. And then I think that's the that's the pitfall of a relationship is that people having to deal with the fact that you mess up. Like, and it's, it hits different than other failures you might have in your life or other things you might experience in your life mm-hmm. because you were obligated to another person, like, imme- like, immediately. When you have personal failures, you deal with them on your own. You never have to tell anybody. Nobody ever has to know. You recover from them and you move on. But in relationships, there's another person involved. You know, there's maybe other people involved, depending on how deep the relationship is. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like, like, oh, man, like, I could have done well at this. Like, I feel like... Mm-hmm person you feel like where else could you do better at in, than in a relationship with another person but you fail and it yeah. happens but I think it could be both it could, it could be defined as both yeah I think also depending on the circumstances of a relationship like if you were like a controlling relationship or like some like a relationship where there was like domestic abuse or something that could be a complete success that you finally yes. got out of that situation you know what I'm saying like <laughs> It could be that, you know, or like you said, it could be a failure depending on if it was like you guys tried your hardest or you tried your hardest and it just didn't work out. So it definitely, I think, is it depends on the circumstance and it depends yeah. on the relationship and what you got out of it. Because some people will be like, I'm glad I'm out of that damn situation. Other people <laughs> will just be like, I miss my bae, you know, so it, it, it depends. I definitely agree with that. Um. What do you think is the proper etiquette after a breakup in regards to communication? So is like all communication done? Like, do you block their number, their social media? Do you delete any trace of them? I think that's, that depends on how your relationship ended. Okay. I it think it definitely depends on how your relationship ended. Like I'm not, the only people I've ever had to block in my life is like annoying people that like just keep calling me. So like, if you're going to be one of those people getting in the air, you're going to get blocked. Like, if 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 we've ended and I don't have no nothing to say to you and I've made that very clear and you continue to bother me, yes, you will get blocked. Outside of that, if we made it clear that we're not together and whatever, that's just going to be that. I don't have to block you because I don't have to. There's nothing out, and I don't think taking that extra step to have to block somebody from your social media. If you want to look, come see. Mm-hmm. I'm still cute. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Poop. <laughs> So, like, if you want to look, come see. Like, I never think that's, like, like a big thing. The question I had, which was interesting that somebody posed it, was, like, how people move in regard to... Now, if you were one of those people who did post on your social media, do you take them off? Go ahead. Hit it, Dom. And so I was talking to my little sister about this earlier. And she was like, yes, absolutely. You don't have to be on here. But, like... It's generational. It's a generational thing Mm -hmm. because I talked to a couple different other people today. And then on my end, I was just like, so our, our age group, we're 30. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's going to take some years. (laughs) (laughs) But like, we were like, we started Instagram when you think about it. Like we started Instagram. So we like, if you look at any of our pages, unless it's like a business page or something that's been revamped, you literally can scroll back and see us over the years mm-hmm. since we started Instagram. These, like, <laughs> I don't want to say these young people nowadays because that makes me sound old. But like, these young whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs> but like, younger people, they delete their Instagram pictures every three days. Like, oh. they don't like that one. So, like, they just delete everything. So, it's like, it's different. Like, and I feel like Instagram is part of 
like I was telling somebody, I was like, well, I was telling them, I was like, Instagram was part of my journey. Mm-hmm. So if I left something on there, it's because that's what happened. And you want to go see what I was doing in 2016? That's what I was doing in 2016. Mm-hmm. It's there. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. I think it, when it comes into, I guess, a conversation with your new significant other, if you have your old significant other still on your Instagram, I think there's things to talk about. I think that you talk about guys' social media being boring, but I know some guys that post their, like, they're not with their their exes anymore, but they have a kid together, so they post the baby mom for Mother's Day or, like, you know, and things like that. Yeah, they do their future like, shout-outs. Yeah, like, they yeah. shout-outs. If you got more than one, swipe left. You know? right. <laughs> Thank God. They left. tagged. They all in here. <laughs> Different posts. Some people make a collage. Whatever your thing is. <laughs> And then they say, shout out to my baby mom for taking such good care of my kid. Like, (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) But like, where do you like, where, what, what's proper etiquette? Like, I think that's my question. What's proper etiquette? Where does it matter? Like, if you're the person that it was the, like, giving you a Nigel, for example, you said, like, well, I know because I follow you. Like, you don't post Nigel all the time, mm-hmm. but we know that you and Nigel are together. We know you're engaged. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you're about to get married. But in the event that something happened, God forbid, but like in the event that something happened, are you erasing all of Nigel from your life? Or was it the Nigel and C show on your Instagram all day long? And now you got to delete your whole damn Instagram because mm-hmm. you ain't got nothing else on there. Right. Like, what do you do? Yeah. It's I don't know. Tr- <laughs> that's true. See, so here's my thing. I. I, I feel like you kind of have converted my idea of thinking. Because I think I'm with the young whippersnappers. Initially. <laughs> I think I'm just like, delete all that shit. Off my social media, you go. I don't want anyone coming to my social media and thinking that we're still together or we're still messing or you mean anything to me if we have broken up and, you know, that's the end of that. Um, But then from what you just said, it kind of made me think differently because it's kind of like you said... Like, I don't, like, it's kind of like, if me and Nigel were to break up, and it was amicable, I guess, like, it wasn't on some, like, crazy right. shit, um, I don't know if I would necessarily want to erase him from my memories, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was there, we meant something to each other at one point in time, and it's not like I'm keeping him on there to be disrespectful to whoever I'm with in the future, but he's part of my life story, you know, he taught me a lot, and this is why I'm here now. Like you said, your Instagram is part of your journey. So it's like, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't want to delete him. Like maybe just, I, I would be like, no, he's, he's good to stay. So, so I think you, I think you might've changed my mind on that aspect. <laughs> maybe I wasn't that mature, mature when I got on here today. But as you're saying it, I'm like, I wouldn't want to erase him from my life. And I mean, why would I want to take him off of social media? So Yeah. I think yeah. it all depends. Now, if, yeah, it depends. Now, if it was like a really what bad you need breakup. To do for your closure. Like, if you can't go back right. on your Instagram and look at somebody, take them off. Take them off, yeah. Get out of here. Archive it if you want to be able to go back and look at it later right. or something. But, like, just go. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I was. I was a big person. Because I think even me, I'm sorry, y'all probably hearing all types of hood shit in the back. Mr. Softy done came by. There's people blasting <laughs> music. Um... But I would say me, my nosy ass. I go on people's Instagrams, and if I see you deleted all their pictures, I'd be like, "Oh, they broke up." Look, Dodge. They don't. Don't send me to. I'd be like, and I'll scroll. I'll be like, I remember they went to fucking Putacana. Where the fuck is the okay. picture? At? <laughs> oh, 
I'm like, nah, I think they broke up. So like, I am that type of person that looks for that kind of shit. So I guess in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> if, if it was me, I'd take them off of my social media too. But from what Dom was saying, I, I, I could definitely look at that from a different point of view. Like I could definitely feel like I would double, I would, I would think twice if it was like a, a clean breakup. We both decided to go our separate ways. It was funny because somebody sent me a message based off of that and was like, hell yeah, they're coming off. You know, they're out of, they're out of there. No one's going to notice that. Like no one's going to know that they were in my life. And then I was cracking up. I was like, well, it's funny because this girl that I follow, I followed her for a while. She's a photographer Mm -hmm. And I followed her when she was first up and coming and she had a boyfriend and they broke up, but she left all the pictures on there and then was already in a new relationship. And I remember thinking like, why is she in a new relationship? And this was one of those relationships where she was posting everything they did. Like every vacation they went on when they was together, endeavors they did together. And then she was doing the same thing with this new guy. And I'm like, why wouldn't she delete the older ones? Like that looks kind of looks like crazy. Like it goes from him to him. And everybody knows. Yeah, (laughs) I guess, I guess she was just like, listen, I got a new man and fuck that nigga. I guess. I don't know. But it was like, it was just like, I don't know. In my mind, I was judging her. I was like, why does she still have him on there? But then, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. So I think you've opened me to a new perspective, especially when you're saying sometimes you don't want to get rid of the memories, you know, and that's okay. So yeah, I did on her page earlier and she deleted all them pictures, but she's on, she's rebranding herself. So I guess that's why she was like, I don't need to have all this shit in there. Yeah. Cause she's like a really well-known photographer now. Um, another question, who gets to keep the mutual friends? How does that work? The mutual friends. Sticky situation. (laughs) It's a sticky situation. It's a custody battle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, a, it's a custody battle of what and then it also like like everything else that we've said like it also depends on how your relationship ended if y'all are cordial and y'all could be in each other's space then like cool y'all can keep the mutual friends based on you know who entered but sometimes it's like who you came with is who you leave with mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that one's mine that was <laughs> mine that one's mine <laughs> but then <laughs> then sometimes like um in certain relationships, maybe they become mutual friends, but they started out like you brought somebody into the pic, like you brought somebody into the picture, and they connected and they became really good friends because of you. Mm-hmm. So now that you're not in the picture, do they still communicate? Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you feel offended by that? Do you feel slighted by the fact that they're still communicating, or are you just like, okay, y'all have y'all conversation, but keep that shit over there and don't talk about me? Mm-hmm. Like, I think-, I think it takes a certain maturity level to do that because I know people who are just like. I broke up with them, so you broke up with them, too. And right. it's just like, no, I feel it. You know, like, yeah, I'm your friend, but, you know, dang. Like, I really can't talk to them no more. Like, can't say anything to them. Like, it does. Some people are like that. They're very territorial. Like, nah. No, no, no. I don't speak to them. You don't speak to them either. And then if you do, it's like all hell breaks loose. Right. So, yeah, I guess it, I think that does take a certain maturity level. And like you said, depends, I guess, on what it is. Because it's like... Some people end up like depending on how you end a relationship. Some people lose all the mutual friends because if you're the if you're the person party in the relationship that fucked up mm-hmm. or did something real shiesty or dirty, yeah, like ain't nobody don't nobody want to see you. You are not so, invited to the cookout you, no more. <laughs> none of you got destroyed. We already started a new group text and you're not in it. <laughs> and yeah, we're talking started. about you. 
about you and why you would ever think to do that and why you ever would think that was okay. So like, like everybody has their own separate sets of friends that I think people forget in relationships that they were your, like people sometimes forget, like, especially when you become close and you like bond with people, like a lot of people forget, like my friends are my friends and his friends are his friends. Mm -hmm. And that's how it's going to be. Like, even though we've created a relationship, that's still your best friend. Or mm-hmm. even though, you know, you've created a bond with my best friend, that's still my best friend. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, she's going to end up over here. He's going to end up over there. They may still talk, but it's not going to be the same. Right. Like, it's never going to be the same energy. Right. But if you, if it's a mutual friend group and that's how y'all met through a group of mutual friends and somebody did something dirty... Yeah, you probably lost all the friends, mm-hmm. like, whoever you are. Like, and I just said that before. He was like, you know, if you lose me, you lose my family, you lose my friends. Like, you lose the whole group. It ain't just me. So, yeah, I think that's very true. You got to prepare yourself for, like, if we're separating. It's really, like, that's it. Like, you, you do. You lose everybody on that side. Or give boundaries. Like, if you're going to be friends, I'm cool with you being friends with my cousin. Still, if y'all still want to hang out and y'all want to play ball together, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't talk about me. Right. Or don't bring them around me if that's not what I'm type time I'm on. Like, I don't want right. to see them. I'm cool. Right. Yeah. What about pets? Someone said to share custody of pets. And I felt <laughs> this because me and Nigel have a dog together. And, like, when we first got the dog, I was not into him at all. But now I love Max. And I think I would be like, well, can I see him for, like, a weekend or something? Because I feel like Max is closer to Nigel. But I still would be like, damn, I miss him. Like, I would like to see him. So I wonder, like, how does, what do you think how that would work? Yeah, I don't have any pets, but, um, you know, in the event that I felt like if I had a dog, I would, it would, one, depend on who the dog is closer to. Like, but then there would still have to be, like, a custody agreement. Like, you said, you were going to be, you were going to have visitation rights. And, like, I feel like, you know, as long as that was, it was just about the dog, mm-hmm. like, nothing else. Yeah. That might be okay, but at the same time, I think, you know, that would fizzle out. Because what if you get a new man and your new man got a new dog and now you're a new, a new dog mom? You we know, don't or need that old dog. So <laughs> later, <laughs> me, right. my new dog, and my new man going on vacation. <laughs> we got a new dog, so whatever. But I think that's like people are deep and heavy with their pet parental rights. So listen, people do not play about their pets like they, at all. I think maybe people should talk about that in the beginning of the relationship. I think so. Like, yeah, be like, yo, we break up, the dog's coming with me, and that's it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, what happens when people divorce? Like, who does the dog stay with in those instances? This is true. Yeah. And then it sucks if it's like you said, they're not they're not close to that person. They end up with them, and now you're having issues. Now you want to come back and be like, they're not, like, you right. know, they're not working with me. I got to give them back to you. And they done been like, fuck that shit. <laughs> you said you gotta- wanted them, you got them. <laughs> figure it out oh man all right this one i thought was really really good it says how to tell your family especially after a long relationship so it's like how do you tell them that you're not with that person anymore Mm well (laughs) (laughs) well well i i don't know i went the route of not saying anything like the only person The only person who knew in my family was my mom because I go to my mom and I cry about things. So, <laughs> like, that's mom. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's the person I cry to when things get rough. So, like, I told my mom, so she knew, but, like, I didn't, like, outright just, like, make an announcement. I don't know if you should 
even like make a formal announcement. I think I kind of just waited for people to ask it. I just kind of hoped that they wouldn't, but knowing in the back of my mind that of course this person has been around, so they would. And <laughs> when they asked, I was like, oh, oh, we're, we're not together no more. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in the conversation with me and you, see, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yo, when she told me, I was like, wait, huh? Because I was like, oh, I'm like, what do you want to, what would you like to talk about? She was like, well, maybe we can talk about me being newly single. And I was like, uh, since when? What happened? <laughs> like, what, what? Wait, what? But like, yeah, like, I kind of just like waited for people to ask. I don't know if I have to like stand on the thing and be like, hear ye, hear ye. Right. <laughs> Officially like broken up. But I guess. I guess, fr- like, I think first, like, if you have that, like, we just talked about mutual friend group, I think that would have to be a discussion, like, mm-hmm. of course, depending upon who in the group that you talk to or most, like, close to. But with family, it's kind of just, like, I went the route of wait till somebody asked, and they did, and they kept asking, and they didn't stop asking. So that's, that's what, like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I don't think it matters, because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't say anything, because I didn't want to avoid keep ha- to keep having that conversation over again. And that's what it was for me. It was very selfish. I didn't want to cry about it no more. I didn't want nobody to ask me what happened. I didn't want to, like, be... I didn't want to relive that and keep mm-hmm. reliving it. So I just didn't say anything to anybody until they asked. And it was like a holiday. I, my stepmom was trying to invite him to the family cruise. And I was like, mm. no, stepmom. I'm going to throw him <laughs> over the damn cruise ship. <laughs> Not even that. Because it wasn't bad breakup. It was just mm-hmm. like, me. Um, I don't think he's going to come. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be. Yeah, just, no. I don't think that's going to happen. But like, yeah, like I I went the route of that. I feel like either way, you're gonna have to talk about it. So if you feel like you need to bring the whole family together for a family meeting and be like, listen, Gerald is gone. Right. Don't ask me about Jake anymore. He's out of here. He's (laughs) out of here. No, it's crazy because I had a girl who messaged me and she said she really related to that question because she recently just went through a breakup and she said that was like one of the hardest things was having to tell family members because she was embarrassed. And I said, I completely feel you on that. I think I would be embarrassed too because then you also get the people who are asking questions and they have a little judgment at the end of those questions. Well, what happened? Or like they might ask you, what did you do? Or like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like they, they add their little judgment or their little two cents into it that you didn't ask for. And it yeah. does become an embarrassment thing where you're just like, damn, I really have to tell these people I'm not with this person anymore. And then like me and Dom had talked before we started recording, like even the family members who just won't let it go. Like they're constantly just like, well, where's Geraldo? Where's he at? And you're just like, we're not together no more. Well, what's he up to? How's he doing? Like, it's just like, that's that's not even under my business anymore. Why? Like, you got you, you got to let it go. And you I didn't said, tell Geraldo to come get a plane. Right. I did not. No, I did not. Geraldo is not invited no more. And I told her the same thing. I said, I'm sorry. I, I, I feel bad that that happened to you because I got to fuck with your mental health. Because like what you said, you keep having to relive it. You keep having mm-hmm. to explain what happened and it brings you back to that space. And it's just, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was like, that has to be extremely tough, especially when people get attached to to whoever you're with and they just expect them to be there all the time. And the holidays, that's a whole nother story. So, um, And then you get to a point where you're like, at some point you just tell somebody like, is it all, like, I'm going to opt out of talking about it. Like, right. is there don't talk about it right now. Just right. know he ain't here. <laughs> and he not coming, okay? Like, leave it alone. Oh, my <laughs> God. I wanted to share this quick story that one of my friends sent me because I was cracking the hell up. 
Oh, sorry, that's my mom. So she said uh, one of her friends broke up with her longtime boyfriend before the holidays and lied and told her parents he moved overseas for work so she wouldn't have to tell them. (laughs) She says she ain't tell her family until 2020. I don't know when this happened, but it seemed like it was for a while. She was telling them he was overseas. She said she didn't tell him until 2020 because she didn't feel like dealing with it. And then she said, um, what else did she say? She said it was funny because she would dip out during like family events and act like she was taking FaceTime calls from him. But that wasn't (laughs) what was happening. She was committed. (laughs) So she was committed on like, I'm going to make this like work for me because I really don't want y'all bothering me. I'm cool. That really must have been like mad annoying. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I was cracking up when she said that. I'm like, overseas is actually a pretty good lie. (laughs) No, you're not going to see him for a while. He's, he's fighting for our country or like either maybe he's doing like, um, what is it that people used to do? In college, when they would go like not oh, like study abroad. Yeah, like he's studying abroad. He's getting he's getting his license in something out there. <laughs> he's teaching Chinese kids English. That's he's just gonna be out there for a while. That's dedication. Hell just, yeah, yeah. I was cracking up at that. All right, let me see because we're getting almost to the two hour mark. So I'm gonna see. I wasn't able to answer all the questions, so I'm gonna try to pick one of the juicier questions. Dang, there's pretty good ones. All right, really quick. Do you think being friends and only friends is possible? You got when you're ready and don't lie and say you're not. Like when you can be. If you can sit and be like, I, being friends with somebody. And so think about how you are with your friends. Like you're just friends with them. Mm -hmm. Just friends, nothing else. No shady backdoor conversations. You set your boundaries and you're sticking to them. And at the same time, you're not expecting anything else but friendship out of it. I think that's good. Yeah. Because a lot of times, especially as women, we trick ourselves into the whole friendship thing because we think it's going to blossom something else. Mm-hmm. But as or soon as someone brings around. up something or they say they're talking to somebody else or dealing with somebody else, you'd be like, boop. And you feel a type of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you're not really there. You're not there. If you get there, that's cool. And you could respect boundaries and the other party can respect boundaries. Then cool. It'll work. I agree. But I definitely agree with that. Also, And it also goes back to how y'all broke up. Because if this person did you dirty, you might not want to fuck with them ever again. But if it was like an amicable breakup and you guys decided, all right, we're going to separate ways and it's just not working, then you could definitely probably still be friends. I mean, but and you never know. You could be a Issa and Lawrence because they had a pretty bad breakup. But you know. They still were able to they're, be a, They're making it work. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. So it, I think it depends. And I also think it's also your mature, maturity level. A lot of this has to do with maturity too. Like whether you want to be petty or whether you just want to be like, I'm letting it go. I'm forgiven. And I'm willing to see if this person has changed and if I change and if I'm willing to deal with it. So it really all depends on you. And like Dom said, be real with yourself. If you're not ready, then you're just not ready. Don't force it. So, all right. Then the last question on this is going to be, someone asked, what's the best way to get over a breakup? (laughs) 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 She's a nut. I don't know. I'm not even going to lie and say I know. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really know what the best way is. Cause most people be like, oh, the best way to get over is to get up under somebody else. Right. <laughs> that's not true. Because you get up under it with all that same nonsense that you feel 
you just under a new person. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't help. That doesn't transfer. It doesn't fix anything. Um, to truly get over a breakup, I, I guess, if anything, I would say is be comfortable. Be comfortable being alone. Mm-hmm. Being comfortable. Be comfortable being by yourself. That's the only way that you're going to be able to get, like, over it. Mm-hmm. Like, fully over it. Because a lot of people hide in, you know jump back and forth like they jump back and back and back into relationships because they feel like that's them getting over something and then when they're left to deal with themselves they still have all that same energy like Mm -hmm. they've never dealt with it they're still feeling their feelings from 1996 (laughs) (laughs) they've never like you you meet those people who are just like real stuck in the past and what's going on because you haven't like you just haven't dealt with it like I get it. Rebounds are healthy. They're a good way to put yourself out there and, and allow yourself to open yourself up. But don't get stuck there mm-hmm. in rebounding because a lot of people stay in rebound mode mm-hmm. and they never leave that. And that's not a that's not truly getting over it. That's just creating a, a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's good advice. I think me. I don't know if it's the best way to get over a breakup, but I but I've noticed something that has helped me just get over things in general is keeping busy. Yes. So I know a lot of times if I keep busy, like if I do make plans to go out with my friends or like I start a new like activity or I, maybe I want to start a business or maybe I want just, just something like maybe I want to do arts and crafts or fix something in my house or whatever. I think keeping busy helps you keep your mind off of it. And it keeps you off of like going through that cycle in your brain, like trying to figure out what went wrong, all of that stuff that kind of keeps you down and keeps you in the same space. And mm-hmm. I think it also allows you to, like, see what else is out there. Not just as far as, like, men or women, but, like, you know, you like- might find out you have a new hobby that you're really interested in. And that takes you to, like, other places you never thought you would go. Or, like, you might be like, oh, now I have time to travel. I'll go and travel. And then you meet people out there. And now you make connections out there. So I think you keeping busy is a huge, like, is a huge help with getting over any sort of heartbreak. doesn't have to just be with relationships, but anything that you were, like, damn, I'm disappointed or damn, this happened. You keep busy. It, I think it definitely is a healthy way of moving on. Yeah. So. It, it opens up new avenues, lets you explore different parts of yourself that maybe mm-hmm. you weren't even like, you didn't, like you said, you didn't have the time to do. I think that's the the best thing to do when you're single is whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Like things you couldn't do because you maybe had to like check with somebody else's schedule first because you want to do it together. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think, do what do you want to do? Whatever the hell you want to do, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, do it. Explore shit, it, live y'all. it, because you have time and you don't have to answer to nobody else. You could be up at three o'clock in the morning, be Simone, and not worry about nobody not caring about <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Like, do it. Do that shit, y'all. Because like I think about that all the time. Like right now, while I'm single, like if I'm up and like I have an idea, like for mantra, and I'm like up, and I'll call Keisha and be like, or text her and be like, yo. I had this crazy idea. I'm up working on it. I'll text you when I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm sitting here from like two to six a.m. working on something that like I'm super excited about. And I'm like, if I was married or like in like a serious relationship, I don't know how much I'd be doing this right now. Right. Like, using the time that you have when you don't have somebody around or like don't have to be obligated to somebody at some point. Um, using that time to just do what you need to do and. and Find your passion, work your projects, do all those things. It's a, it's it's super beneficial. There you go. That's it. 
<laughs> All right, we're moving to the last segment because we got to wrap up. So last minute, the last segment is called The More You Know. And this is basically me asking you, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your former self that you feel like will help other listeners? And it doesn't have to be relationship-wise. It could be anything. So what advice would you give your former self? I think I would tell myself, enjoy the experience. Okay. Like, I've, once you get older, you remember time a lot more and you feel like you're stuck to time a little more but you also reflect back on the fact that you set these goals and these timelines when you were mad young Mm -hmm. like so like just enjoy the experience when I was 10 and I was talking about I was gonna be married and have five kids by the time absolutely unrealistic because if you ask me how many kids I want now it's one maybe but I was gonna at 10 I was gonna be 25 a CEO and married with five kids mm-hmm. by 26. And then I turned 21 and realized, mm, <laughs> maybe that wasn't happening. But all that time that I thought things were going on and I thought I was getting to that place, I wasn't in fully enjoying the experience of what I had. Like, enjoy every experience wherever you're at in life, whether it be 10, 21, 46. Like, enjoy the experience like just give yourself time to enjoy it relax stop trying to be in control of everything and just let life like let life work like still have your standards don't just be out here winging it Mm -hmm. but like still stick to your goals but enjoy every like enjoy every bit because you feel like you miss out on a lot when you're like you're so in your head or worried about oh is this aligned with what my goal is am I doing this right or am I doing that right or oh my God, is this according to my list? Am I checking things off of my list? Like, mm-hmm. forget that list. Enjoy the experience. That was good, Dom. I like that. I was into it too. I was sitting here looking at you like, oh my God, I need to Your enjoy this. Like- I was, no, y'all really need to see my face. I was like, yo, she's speaking to my soul right now. Cause that, <laughs> no, I, I think that was, I think that was really, really good advice. I really do. And I'm, I won't go into it cause we only got two minutes left, but I think she really just drop the gem on everybody. So um, to wrap everything up, Dom, repeat again, where do you want people to find you? Tell um, them where you're at, how they can get in contact with you. Okay. Well, personal, my personal page is at Dominique Chanel without the E in Chanel, because whoever you are out there that has my name, I'm gutting for you. <laughs> Getting of Instagram, whoever you are, I want my name. Give me my E. <laughs> I am at Dominique Chanel on Instagram. Um, our business page is at Mantra Hair Co. And you can find it in the link in my bio on my regular page. Um, I'm excited. Thank you so much, C. No, thank you, Dom. You were great. Like, this was, like, really off the cuff. We did this on Sunday, and she was willing we to did. record. Yeah, like, it was, like, I was sitting outside, and she responded. She was willing to record on Thursday. And I feel like this was an amazing episode. I think people are really going to benefit from this, especially because it's an experience that you, you know, like you're experiencing it. And I think, like we said, it's all about being genuine. I think genuine, being genuine really helps people feel like they can connect with you. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast. So I thank you, Tom, for being so open, for being so willing to share. And hopefully we can do another episode because I plan on doing so much more. Hopefully you can come back on here and we'll talk about other stuff. Maybe you talk about There we go. Look at that. We're going to take a shot on that. Alright, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to follow me in my dearly, I might just come for me, but I just need you for me. Show me some attention.
I wear the burns as gold medals turn you on to remember.